0: Hey, I'm Emma. Hey, I'm Zoe. And And we're we're Roommates roommates. Who Read. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 11 of Roommates Who Read. This week we are going to be doing a reading check-in?
1: sure i don't really know
0: we're kind of nearing towards the end of the summer sadly um and we're already more than halfway through the year so Zoe and i are going to update you on some of our favorite books we've read this year some of our least favorite ones um and how we track how we read that kind of stuff
1: i think it's bold of you to say we're sadly at the end of the summer oh yeah i'm not sad about the heat no it was fucking 90 degrees like the past three weeks yeah i know i for one am ready to tumble head first into fall yeah Get but it, you don't get have it, tumble, like fall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you have to go back to school. Like I, the summer doesn't really change for me because I'm yeah, thank working you for that. Thanks for well, that. That's why reminder. I said sadly.
1: Yeah, no. Um, was not for you. about that. Well, on that <laughs> super happy note, Emma, um, where are we going? Um, the literally. It seems like <laughs> <laughs> Emma's like already
0: stopped at the libation station. <laughs> thank you for finishing that for me this week we're gonna be reading <laughs> <Was that true?
1: laughs> you also just said reading <laughs> so zoe what are we drinking this week we are drinking the don't judge a peach by its cover ooh it's a little, a little frozen concoction that Emma put together for us. The full recipe is going to be on Instagram, but let me just tell you, I took one sip of that and I, kn- I knew that there was some Bacardi <laughs> rum in there. So what that tells yeah. you about me in college, and what that tells you about Emma's freaking heavy hand over here. Yeah, sure. it's, um, it's strong. E, <laughs> freaking chaos queen <laughs> over here. Zoe, what are you reading this week? So I'm actually reading two books. Whoa. Let the world know. I know. I don't read But time has stopped. I don't read two books at once. Mark this day in history. But I'm still I'm still reading Voyager. You're you're getting through it. I am exactly 51% of the way through Voyager. Hey, you're more than halfway. I am. Um I'm also reading this book that was given to me at work um for my last day. It was a little last day gift. And it's called The Confidence Code. It's like I'm not really into self help. Self help books, like yeah. I think they're silly sometimes. But this one is about it's supposed to be about like the science of why women are just like on average less confident than men in like the workplace and like how and just in our lives in general, like socially
0: conditioned in a way, kind of. Yeah,
1: and just like how that affects how we like take praise or like the types of jobs we go for mm-hmm. or like when we negotiate. Pay, like all those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. and how on average men are just always more confident in their abilities and what they do, Mm -hmm. and how that affects women and kind of how to be more confident Mm -hmm. in like your workplace and like and how to just kind of like walk into a room and be confident in your own abilities and like that kind of thing. Interesting. What are you reading this week? This reading. What is going on? (laughs) You need to sip this drink slower.
0: This week, I am reading Guild, which is the first book in the Plated Prisoner series. It's not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested. I'm about halfway through it. I started it yesterday. Jeez. And me, halfway through Voyager <laughs> after four weeks. It's pretty popular on, like, book Talk and Bookstagram. So I've seen it recommended a bunch. And I wanted a series to read. So I am reading that. I'll keep you posted. I don't know how I feel about it quite yet. And ice Crystal, literally, sh- I, get to the back of my throat. I think you need
1: one much better. I know. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, everyone. Well, how are you feeling, champ? Unwell. It's the flow for this episode. Ah, here we go. Let me have my moment. It's the only control I have over this podcast process. Have
1: this and the damn drinks. That's true. Um, I'm not. I it was chaotic tonight. I don't know what happened at work. I just sniffed a
0: chemical. I was busy. Okay, the flow of this episode is that Zoe and I are going to talk a little, about, a little bit about what kind of apps and things we use to track our reading progress and, like, our reading goals, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we're each going to say our three favorite books of the year, talk about why we like them, you know, just general stuff about them. And then we're each going to talk about our least favorite book of the year. And then we're going to talk about our favorite book that we read this summer, and then finally we're going to round that out by talking about a book that we're looking forward to that's going to be released in 2022.
1: Go team. I also feel like we're probably going to do an episode like this again near the end of the year. Yeah. And just like a full, a year in review. A year in review. Love it. Yeah. Us and every other app on the planet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want to (laughs) start? Sure, I'll start. (laughs) tell the people what we need. Yeah, so we decided to make a goodreads and a storygraph for our um for oh, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately, I made the goodreads on our on my computer and I cannot figure out how to like update our progress, but you can see what we're reading. Mm-hmm. Um can you tell the people what goodreads and storygraph are? Yeah, so Goodreads and Storygraph are both like book tracking apps. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a digital library, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you can, like, add books that you're currently reading or books that you want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, like, as you're currently reading them, you can put, like, what page you're on. Or, like, if you use, like, an e-reader like us, you could put, like, a percentage, if it tells you what percentage yeah. you are through the book. You can track your progress and just... Um, I don't know about Storygraph. As you'll learn, Storygraph and I are not familiar I'll that talk well. about it a little bit later. Can you, like set a reading goal on
0: StoryGraph. Yeah. you okay. can set a reading goal you can set set a book page goal which i don't
1: know if That's you can set a page goal on goodreads no you can't um oh. but yeah on apparently both you can set like a book goal and i always like put setting my book read or my goodreads goal for the year is like a very big part of my january i always change mine i do too depend well I don't ever bring mine back down. No, but if it. I read, I haven't up mine yet this year, just because I have less time to read than I used to with school. Mm. Um, but like, I'll up mine if I feel like I'm gonna surpass my goal in mm. like April. Yeah, if I surpassed my goal from like here on out, I probably wouldn't change it just because. Really? Yeah. Well, I like with to school, fate. that's I'm me. just running out of time. Like I, I don't know how many more books I'm gonna complete between now and December yeah, once yeah. I start back. Um. You'll be reading a lot. Just yeah. Not for fun. Not for fun. Not for joy. Yeah. Yeah, Emma printed out one of my readings for me today. Mm. It was 27 pages of the law. And it's not like one full page across. It's a column read. Oh, yeah. There's like two or three columns on each page. That's,
0: that's two. Two. Yeah. That's the saddest when you read a journal article. It's like a 25-page journal article. And it's two columns across. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but we're on Goodreads and Storygraph. I think on both, our username is just roommates who read. Yeah, all one word. Yep, and our podcast picture is the picture on Mm -hmm. the apps. We're going to have links in the show notes, and then we also have just made like a link tree for our social media bios because we just have a lot of links we want to share now, so you can find the links either in the show notes or um, in our link tree on our social media if you want to come be our friend. Yeah, follow along. Emma, which one do you say that you would use more between, like, Goodreads and Storygraph?
0: I, at the start of this year, switched to using Storygraph because, A, Storygraph has a lot more features. There's a lot more analytical features than Goodreads has, which is kind of surprising because Goodreads is- <laughs> I was trying to interrupt. <laughs> it's surprising because Goodreads is owned by Amazon, so you think, like, they'd have a, just a large algorithm because there are so many books, especially with Kindle Unlimited. right? But Storygraph does a lot better recommending than Goodreads does. And you also can get, there's just a lot more analytics and everything's given genre tags Mm -hmm. kind of, and the genres are pretty expansive, so you have like, you have a little pie chart and you can see all the different things that you've read. Um, But Storygraph is also a female Black-owned business, which is really cool, which I appreciate. I'd much rather, and it's free. Like, yeah. so I'd much rather support this woman who, she actually creates her graph in response to Goodreads because she didn't really? like features about Goodreads and she's like, this is how I would do it. Um, there's also a DNF feature, which Goodreads yeah. doesn't have, which I know a lot of people complain about. Um, But yeah, you can track your book progress. You can also mark books as own. You can mark books mm-hmm. as e-read only. Like, there's just a lot of features that it has. Um, and... Yeah, that's definitely what I use more. I don't use Goodreads at all anymore now. I I don't use it for the podcast, Yeah, but I like Storygraph. And it ha- there's an app too, so it's not like it's unaccessible. And you actually, if you want to switch over from, from Goodreads to Storygraph, you can download like a CSV copy of mm-hmm. your Goodreads. It's probably easiest to do this online than yeah. on your phone. Um, And you can download a CSV of your Goodreads library and import it in a Storygraph and it'll
1: give you much more tailored recommendations than if you just like started from scratch. And also like one of the things that I have written in the notes about Goodreads is that I've had Goodreads since like 2015. Mm-hmm. And I have years yeah. of data built up on Goodreads which is part of the reason that I'm just even though I've exported my data to Storygraph I'm still like hesitant to leave Goodreads because I'd say that I use Goodreads a lot more than Story. I have a Storygraph. Mm-hmm. Honestly this might be a dig on Goodreads. It is a dig on Goodreads for me to say this. I've had Goodreads since 2015. The interface has not changed at all. No.
0: And that's, I read a little article about it because I wanted to make sure that I was, like, citing information right. correctly about the woman who founded it. And that's one thing that she talks about is that the user interface isn't that user, or the interface is not that
1: user-friendly. See, but the thing is, because I've been using it for, what, like, seven and a half, mm-hmm. eight years now, I'm so used to it that Storygraph is really overwhelming for me. Yeah. And it's hard, like, I've been using Storygraph since January, just, like, it as a side Mm -hmm. to my Goodreads, and it's still, like, every time I go on there, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) cannot figure out how to add a book. Like, yeah. Sometimes it is
0: a little difficult, and there are some more roundabout ways to do it, but I think that also might just be me being slightly incompetent. Oh, I think I'm very technologically incompetent. Um, but...
1: I appreciate the analytical features of it more. Yeah, I really like the stats. And honestly, that's why I, like, have continued to use it, even though I find it a Mm -hmm. little bit harder to use. And, like, I also just find it harder to use in comparison with Goodreads. Because, like I said, I've been using Goodreads for, like, seven... I found Goodreads hard to use at first, I remember. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've gotten a lot better at it. But I don't know that I'm ever going to fully be able to move away from Goodreads Mm -hmm. just because... I'm very attached to it. Yeah. And like like I said, Story Graph is a lot for me. I like to look at the stats, but like otherwise every time I use it, I just like leave the app feeling kind of frustrated mm-hmm. and confused. Yeah. But we're, we're on both. both yeah. So because freedom of choice. Yeah. And we we meet in the middle. Yeah. Compromise. Compromise. And like that's a good relationship.
0: Ah <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um do you know what your reading goal is
1: this year? Oh, shoot. um, I think it's 20 books. Yeah, yeah it's 20 books. Um, And I didn't have that set on Storygraph because I didn't know I could set it on Storygraph. I can show you. Thanks. <laughs> Do you... Is that what you set out?
0: That's what I set out? in January,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Because last year I read 40 books. Like in 2021 I read 40 books. Mm-hmm. And that was because that was like spring of our senior year. We I only, underloaded. Yeah, we yeah. unloaded. We didn't take, like, a full course load, and then I think I was in, like, six credit hours. I wasn't working over the summer because I wasn't allowed to work my first year of law school, so I didn't want to take up a job. Like, I hadn't, I'd lost my on-campus job with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to take up a summer job knowing that I would, like, literally have to sign a contract saying I would quit, like, six weeks later, you know, yeah. basically. So, I just had a lot of spare time between, like, no classes and... No classes. Limited. Limited classes in the spring and a full summer where I didn't have, like, literally any responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, I decided, after looking at, like, my stats once I started school, like, I probably read, like, 35 books oh between, gosh. like, January and July. And once I start school, I think I probably read five books for the rest of... Yeah. Yeah um 2021 so I was like I'm gonna half this because that feels a lot more feasible being Mm -hmm. a full year in law school yeah my reading goal
0: I started so last year's like really really when I got into reading especially with just like some life changes that happened and then um being an underload like having underload in the spring semester and I had already basically had my job secured like a month less than a month into spring semester yeah you did get that early yeah so I wasn't spending a bunch of time job searching because I was already done um so last year I read 52 books oh my gosh and I had originally set out to read like 25 and I kind of kept slowly upping it but once it got to December I was like I'm gonna you were at like 50 books yeah I was like I'm going to read 52 books because there are 52 weeks in a year and I think that's just kind of fun for like this first year that I'm tracking it like Mm -hmm. what a fun little thing to do and this year, when I set my reading goal, I set it at, like, 30 or 35, mm-hmm. I think, and I've upped it, and it's now set to 60 books. Oh, you're going to outdo be- yourself. Yeah. And right now, I've read 43 books so far. Oh, my God. And I haven't, all the ones I read, ha- I have not put in Storygraph. I think I've read probably close to 50 books already this year.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm at 19.
0: Well, I've also, like, each of the Sims novellas counts as That's a true. full book. I also
1: just have a lot of time to read. Yeah. Um, yeah, like once the school year starts, I don't have as much time to read because like all of spring semester, the way I was making it work for me to be able to read is like I would take my Kindle to the treadmill and read for 30 minutes on the treadmill mm-hmm. and just like take that like as personal time. Yeah. But for a lot of the school year, that was the only time I had to read. I read a little on like spring break and like yeah. maybe on weekends, but That's probably what it's going to start looking like for me again in the fall. And now you, like, we've moved closer to Emma's job. Mm -hmm. So Emma can just, like, take the bus to work and read on the bus. probably 50 pages of Guild on the bus this afternoon. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, like,
0: a 25-minute bus ride back to the
1: apartment. So, yeah, I'm at 19. But when I finish, because the confidence code isn't that long of a book. Yeah. Once I finish that, I'll have hit my goal. And so then I'm just going to keep trying to, like, I'm do also as many as I can past it a simultaneous book reader
0: and I'm really not. yeah so if something is taking me a little bit longer to finish I'll just pick something else yeah. up and sometimes I read two books before I finish the first book that I started yeah. so it's not like I'm waiting on one which is something that I found
1: I need to mood read mm-hmm. yeah that's honestly kind of why I picked up the confidence code because I wanted to read it and I kind of wanted to read it before the school year started mm-hmm. because even though like Law school's not a job. It's still like a professional yeah. setting. Yeah. And just like after reading Voyager for four weeks straight, <laughs> I need to get out of the Highlands for a few days. Yeah, that's fair. What What do you think your Let's start with your top
0: favorite book that you've My read. My top favorite book this year. You your know what it is. Favorite.
1: I think you could have t- told. You could have told the people this without me writing it in the show notes. Probably. My favorite book so far this year has been The Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by Erin Sterling. I absolutely fell in love with it when I read it. I had, like, low expectations. Yeah. Like, when I first picked it up, I thought it was just kind of, like, a cheesy romance. Yeah, like, like a cutesy one-off. Yeah, and I didn't expect to really like it that much, mm-hmm. but, like, I love spooky vibes. I love Halloween, like, that kind of thing. So I was like, I'll still enjoy it, even yeah. if it's, like, just kind of, like, a a little tiny. yeah romance you know you know i love a good little romance book and i don't but i still decided to give it a try yeah and it just i think about it like all the time (laughs) like i loved it so so much i loved the vibes the characters were really great in Mm -hmm. my opinion like i definitely had a critique here and there but like yeah overall overall i was so sad when the book ended Mm -hmm because I just kind of wanted to, like, stay in the world a little bit longer, especially, like, I was reading it in the dead of summer, and it takes place, like, right as Halloween is hitting. Yeah, your favorite. My favorite, and I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave spooky season and go back to summer. I don't want June. Yeah. What was your top favorite book of the year? I,
0: it's hard. I have a hard time deciding between all of them. But I, the first one that I wrote down on here is probably what I'm going to go with, which is Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake, which I talked about, which is a lesbian romance novel. And I was absolutely obsessed with it once I finished it. That's when I came to room. I know. I was so
1: sad. And that's why when you were like, I'm having a hard time deciding which one, I was like, it seems so obvious to me. But I
0: don't know if I'm picking it as my favorite just because it's like a proximity thing. It's one of the mm-hmm. most recent books that I've read. I was looking back through my story graph and I just... Don't feel like I've. It doesn't feel like I've read forty three books. Yeah. But also I reread the entire, from blood and from blood and ash series, and I reread the entire Akatar series. I was about to say you reread Akatar. Yeah. And I um, I reread Crescent City one. Yeah. Which I actually don't know if that's in my, um, story graph.
1: (laughs) I hope you can't hear the cat meowing. She's found us. Sorry, Yeah, you did do a lot of rereads this year. And I, I kind of want to reread Avatar soon. I'm just kind of in the mood to It was me. really fun. But I just don't know now that I'm starting school back how much yeah. time I'm gonna have you compared also- to a bunch of books I do wanna read, read that are yeah. new to me.
0: You also have switched almost to exclusively e-reader and you don't have any of the Avatar
1: books on e reader. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's just the e-reader so much like during the school year when I'm going like yeah. to the treadmill to read. The e-reader is so much more convenient for me. Well, that's why, I, I mean, I bought a Kindle secondhand for, like,
0: literally 15 bucks. But yeah. I also, before that, was reading on the Kindle app. And that's what I yeah. do on the bus, As I just yeah. read on my phone. I could take my Kindle on the bus. I just haven't. Yeah, I keep, kind of keep forgetting. Um, It's just
1: convenient. Right. And I don't want to pay for the Akhtar books on Kindle when I've already paid, paid for them, them. Yeah. the first time, you know? Yeah. Okay. Next favorite book. Um, I'm going to go... With the whole TOG series.
0: Well,
1: that's eight books. I know. I, I bet the rules <laughs> a little bit there. It's not just me this time, We're but at the record show. I was finally convinced to read them. Um, By moi. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't you that convinced me to read them. It was SJM herself. Yeah. With the way things shaped up. I was the gentle nudge. She, she was the, the show. <laughs> she made me do it. Yeah. She basically held a book shaped gun to my head. An eight book shaped gun. Yeah. (laughs) And said do it. Yeah. But I really like them. I honestly think Aelin is probably my favorite SJM character. So interesting to me. Really? Yeah. No I absolutely love Aelin. I I think Bryce is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah but Tog up there for me this year also it, it eight of my 19 books yeah or seven of my 19 books because i didn't read The Assassin's Blade. yeah seven of my like, 19 books, books half of them, yeah 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 what's That's your hard. next one
0: um the discovery of witches which is the all souls trilogy by deborah harkness i started them like right at the beginning of 2022 yeah i
1: really forgot that you had re- like i you <laughs> read them but if you would asked me when you read them i probably would have said last fall mm-hmm But I would say the first book was my favorite.
0: I finished the first book probably in like two or three days. I finished it on our trip to Disney. Uh Um and the third one took me a lot longer to get through. I didn't like the plot as much. I remember that. But there's time travel, there's medieval settings, there's renaissance stuff, there's witches and vampires, like it's just it checked a lot of boxes, there's a little bit of romance. Um, but I really enjoyed it. But the first one is my favorite out of all three of them, for sure. What's um, next for you? What's your last next, favorite? One? Yeah, last
1: for me is Crescent City 2. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And let me just say, you've heard me say it before, I'm sure, but it was spoiled for me. the The wonderful, shocking, mind-blowing ending was spoiled for me. And she'll never forget it. I will not forget it, and I will not forgive it um but i really liked the book i really liked like i said i don't dislike bryce she's just not like she's outranked by the awesomeness of other people honestly in hindsight
0: irrespective of ending and the stuff you learn the last like 80 pages i like the first crescent city book better than the second one
1: i agree but i did like just kind of seeing the characters continue to develop i I love me a daddy. I just thought the plot of CC two was kind of weak until the it, ending, yeah, it was really chaotic, too, and I was it I was did confused not feel cohesive, for a lot of it. yeah um, but i I just I like seeing the characters like I like the characters. You
0: really like characters about this. I do. As we
1: discussed. and I just kind of liked the the continuation of the story. There were parts of it that I really did like, yeah, yeah,
0: um, I, I would agree. yeah.
1: don't know that it was the most cohesive book I've read, but. Yeah. I think I liked a lot of the things that happened individually, like, in yes, a vacuum. Yes, I agree. I agree. What's your last of the three? I see you have honorable mentions written on here, which is a, a rule break right there. Hey, you did it. You um, told me to. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, I would say one of the other favorite books, which, again, I don't know if this is just a pros, mm-hmm. uh, Proximity. proximity-like bias, but is The Atlas Six by Olivia Blake, which I just- finished it's like the most recent book yeah, I read, besides the one from finished. book club yeah um but it was so good i haven't read a true sci-fi book in a long time and that yeah. one is a, in my mind it's a sci-fi book i also didn't realize how popular it was on book talk and books oh i've already seen it a lot and i the first time i saw it was when i was at that like funky bookstore in portland yeah and i almost bought it there and i was like oh no it's a hardback and then i found it it came up on my kindle yeah, you don't want to
1: fly with a hardback
0: no i and i already bought two books so yeah. it's a lot um but I didn't realize how big it was until I bought it on Kindle and it's like, BookTok sensation. And now I wish I could find stuff about it on BookTok, but I think I've missed the wave, obviously. You could just search it. Yeah. Um. But in a bookstagrammer that I follow, the, the blonde girl with a short hair, I yeah. can't remember her handle. She, I remember
1: her handle, but her name's like Molly. Yeah. She wrote the Romanov Oracle. Yes, yeah. she
0: just finished Atlas 6 and posted a review. She was like, did I read the same book that everyone else read? Because the vibes I was getting from the description about it being book talk popular was that it was like this lgbtqia like Mm -hmm. romance novel and it is not that like at all so i don't know i'm curious i would like to go back to see what it's about Mm -hmm. um and like what people said on yeah but in my mind it's like a magical sci-fi novel and i really enjoyed there's a lot about talk about like time and time travel and like the atomic level of things oh, and like God. manipulating things <laughs> on an atomic level and there's a mystery in there the ending kind of blew my mind oh it was very good and the second one comes out in october oh nice. yes
1: yeah. well while we're here just go ahead and go ahead and talk about your honorable mentions <laughs> yes. um i have two <laughs> is that allowed sure
0: whatever um, The Weather Girl by Rachel and Solomon, which I've talked about before on this podcast. No and... I've actually never heard you talk about it. <laughs> and I Kissed Star Wheeler, which we didn't entire episode. No, <laughs> you
1: liked that book? I had just, no idea. Just a little, just just a little. Um, honestly, I was kind of surprised it didn't make your top three. I'll say it. Well, I didn't. We had already talked about it in so much detail. That's true. You know, but if you if you could if you were gonna rank without taking that into consideration, would it have made the top three? Probably. Mm. I didn't take anything into consideration. <laughs> I just took my, my personal feelings. Yeah. And the Weather Girl, another
0: fantastic book. I don't know if it's like one of the my favorite books that I've read. If you'd asked me probably right after I finished it, I definitely would have put it on this list. Oh yeah. You know. Proximity. Yeah. But it's still a fantastic book, yeah. and book. I love Rachel and Solomon as an author. I'm gonna read some more for things.
1: I just want to set the record straight before we move on. <laughs> so we went back and listened to our last segment before we started this one, mm-hmm. just to like check check the audio. Um, And you can, in fact, hear the cat meowing. You know this by now because of the point you're at in the podcast. But let us just say, first of all, this cat isn't a loving... She sounds like she's never been loved a day in her life. She wants for nothing. But if you are a cat owner, you know how that is. And if you're not, this cat, like Emma said, she wants for nothing. Truly. We cuddled all day.
0: We're two millennial moms with a pet. We spoil this cat.
1: Yeah, and Emma has an income. Mm-hmm. I don't, but Emma does. She I still spoil the She all the treats she wants. She got a brand new toy when we moved. She sleeps in her beds. So if you hear the cat meowing and you think, oh my gosh, that cat sounds like it's being tortured. The only torture she's experiencing is being locked out of the podcast recording room. I've got a great little pun for
0: you. Oh God. This podcast is the cat's meow.
1: Well, folks, it's been nice running a podcast for the last 11 weeks, but, uh, this is where it ends. Enough. I just to go. I can't do that anymore. Well, now that we have explained that our cat <laughs> is truly and her. Yes. And she just wants to be part of the pop. She wants to be one of the gals. She yeah. wants to be host number three. Hi. She's I'm Emma. She's our animal. I'm Anna, Zoe. Now. And I'm Kitty. Meow. <laughs> um, let's talk about your least favorite book
0: of the year. Ooh. My least favorite book of the year is a tie.
1: Oh. Why do you keep
0: bending the rules? The rules are meant to be broken. Oh, God. revolutionary Uh, over
1: here. There's
0: a tie between Romancing Mr. Bridgerton, which is the fourth book in the Bridgerton series, which is about Penelope and Colin. Oh. And The Shadow Princess, which is also the fourth book in the Zodiac Academy series. And they're both books that made me stop reading the series.
1: What is it about you in the number four? Yeah, so. There's something. Now, let me just say. I've only watched half a season of Bridgerton. It's a f- damn shame. But a let me just shame. say that there's something about calling him Mr. Bridgerton that is very attractive to me. And I don't know yeah. why. It's just, you said that and I was like, oh, Mr. Bridgerton. Mr. Darcy? That's like literally what I was about to say. Ugh, oh, Mr. Darcy. It's like a praise kink in a way. Because I like that he's Mr. Darcy.
0: You want some part of you in your little female evolutionary brain wants to feel subservient.
1: Oh. You
0: know? And it's not a dig on you, but it's like a like a social conditioning, you know? <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm a little speechless right now. <laughs> I'm not dig on you, but like a part of you wants the praise and to feel valued and to feel like Oh, Mr. Bridgerton! Of course I will.
1: Yeah, <laughs> look at you right now. You're gonna <laughs> not look at me and tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> you just read me like a fucking book. <laughs> I didn't even know that, and you started saying it. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's onto something
0: here. Ah, yes. Um, always been an overachiever. Wants the praise of others. <laughs> so um, I took some sight clauses. Do you have anything else to say about your least favorite book? Okay, Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. First three books in the Bridgerton series, fantastic. I didn't Love them. you read the third book. Mm-hmm. I did. That mm. one's about Benedict. Yeah, I thought you skipped it. Mm-mm. Oh. This one's about Colin and Penelope. I don't like that this one's like 10 years later. Penelope's just like really down on herself because she's uh, a little mate. A Spencer, that's what I was looking for.
1: Which is just kind of annoying. She's like 26 too, right? She's 28. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's really changed my yeah. opinion now. I agree. It, just, it doesn't really logically flow in my mind. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm excited to watch season three, Colin and Penelope's relationship. Yeah. But I don't love this book as much. And then the Shadow Princess, the
1: ending. You were really upset. I have. So- I know nothing about this book Ooh. series, but I just remember that when you got to the end of this book, you were like, I'm not going to read the rest of them.
0: This is a spoiler.
1: If anyone wants to read these... Are you going to read them? No. Okay. I don't even know what they're about. It's like a Dark Academia vibe. Oh, that's really... That sounds nice. But I'm not going to read them because I, I don't think like you them. would like them. It's
0: also, like, a bully romance. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'm out. Which I was dealing fine with because the romance was evolving a little bit. Actually, a lot of it. <laughs> but then there's the opportunity for these two, like, enemies to lovers... To be faded mates. Oh. You know
1: how we feel about a faded mate? I love a faded mate. And. And enemies to lovers! Yeah. Enemies to, to lovers! lovers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope our neighbors heard all of that. <laughs> um. Anyways, there's an opportunity for them to be faded mates. And, like, we're building up to it. There's so much. There's so much tension. There's so much tension. And you have. You kind of have this, like, um Give it to me. astrological tessery, like both come together. It's like it's this divine moment, blah blah blah. Like a new moon. No, there's just oh. I can't just I can't explain it all. But you're both like drawn to the same place and then you're confronted with each other, and then you either have the opportunity to say yes or no. Mm. And if you say no, that you become star crossed and you're all of your romantic relationships are doomed from that point on. Jesus Christ. And she fucking says no. Why would you say no?
1: Because I can understand because but, some shit has gone down, but I don't fully understand. But like, why would you just why would you say that all of your romantic relationships are gonna be doomed for the rest of your life to fuck him over? But it's fucking her over too. I
0: know. When you become star you get like a little black ring around your eye, so it, literally everyone knows. Damn, I. Don't it's about I the two play. of them. But they go to the same school. And anyways, I was so upset. I literally stopped reading, then I Google like what happens next. Mm-hmm. And apparently some shit goes down where she, like, they end up reconciling. But since they've, like, doomed themselves from the heavens, they pull some, like, dark magic shit. And then one of them only has a year left to live.
1: Oh. Okay. Well, my least favorite book of the year, it's called, um, it's called Leave the World Behind. It's by, um, someone named Ruman Alam. I found it at Barnes & Noble. It just... The concept seems really interesting. So basically this family goes to like a vacation home in like upstate New York or Mm -hmm. something. It's pretty rural. And they're just like getting away for the weekend. It's like a like probably like mid 40s, early 50s, like mom and dad, their teenage son and their like late elementary school age daughter. Mm -hmm. So while they're there, this like weird thing happens all along the east coast where like the power grid shuts down Hmm. or they don't even i don't know if they even know that it's all along the east coast but they're from new york city and it's happening in new york city and then like it's happening in new york state where like they can't get like they can't connect to any like tv or like something's wrong yeah yeah and the couple that owns the house shows up Mm -hmm. and there's just like some conflict Mm -hmm. and then the son gets really sick oh like all his teeth fell out at one point I don't oh. know, it's really weird. Um, That's weird. And they just, like, can't find other people. It, everything is really weird. It's very like ominous. Like, apocalyptic? Kind of, yeah. But, like, hmm. when they're at their home, like, they can almost be normal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the book, this is a spoiler, um, you never find out what happened. Like, oh, there's no, no, I hated it. Because I don't like, that at all. like the whole book they're also just kind of speculating, like, was it a nuke? Was it like what are those things that knock out like the electricity, like an E P G or something? I don't, I don't know. know. In mean, some sort of like electromagnetic like burst. Pulse. Yeah, that mm-hmm. what, maybe it's an EMP. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That like cuts off you know, they're they're tossing out all these things that could have happened. Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting and waiting and waiting the whole book. For the resolution. Yeah. And then at the end of the book, the, there's, like, a Q&A with the author. He's like, oh, it's up to your own interpretation. And I was like, no. You just didn't feel like writing. It's, like, the worst kind of cliffhanger. Yes. And, like, you don't know if anything's resolved at the end. And there's obviously not a second book. No.
0: I don't like that.
1: Um, And then one thing I really disliked about it, and I've noticed this in another book I read in 2021 that I didn't like, mm-hmm. there were really weird descriptions about, like, sex and, like, bodies Mm -hmm. that I think might be, like, kind of a thing of, like, more like modern fiction, Mm -hmm. where, like, the book spent a lot of time, like, so the husband and wife are in, like, their 40s, and they're, like, not, like, rekindling their marriage, but, like, just, like, they're 40, and, like, things have changed, you know. Their bodies are different. Their bodies are different. Their Their lives are are different. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there are these, like, weird, like, poetic descriptions of, like, sex, but that are also very, like, explicit and not in, like, a sexy way, in, like, a very anatomical way. Mm -hmm. But I think it's supposed to be, like, poetic and artsy. So, it was just the writing style I didn't really like. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, the unresolved ending. That was so frustrating. I wanted an explanation. You were curious to know what happened. Yeah! And, like... Why is the world gone to shit? Mm-hmm. Is it the entire East Coast? Is it the entire country? Is it just New York? I yeah. don't know. What's going on? And you don't know. And I won't know. Yeah. And sometimes I still think about it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, do you want to talk about your favorite book of the summer?
0: Yes. I think my favorite book of the summer, irrespective of my other favorite books, because I did read I Kissed Wheeler and Dolly Green Doesn't yeah. Care in the summer is mr wrong number by lynn painter Mm -hmm. freaking hilarious it was so cute i loved the plot the little twist it was fun it was just like a straight romance book but it was adorable i loved it
1: good it was great it would be a good beach read just like an easy casual read she you know she wrote she's written some other books because we followed her on instagram Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff. I think she might have just published one or something.
0: I think Mr. Wrong Number was the one that was most recently published. Oh. Maybe um, not,
1: though. I could be wrong. Um, my favorite book of the summer is still going to be the X-Hex. But if I had to talk about something else, I think I'd probably just focus more specifically on Kingdom of Ash, which is mm-hmm. the last book in the TOG series. Mm-hmm. I read it probably in two days which is a feat for the size of a book that is it's like almost 900 pages um and there was uh, so many things happened Mm -hmm. and like a couple of characters have been separated for a while so at the beginning you're getting all those separate storylines and they all have different like tasks and motivations Mm -hmm. which is really interesting and then everything kind of leads up to them coming back together in the end to like defeat the Valg and to defeat Maeve which has been the conflict of the entire book series. Yeah, yeah. like um Erewhon is low key a villain in the first book even though you don't know it. Yeah. Another thing that I like about Kingdom of Ash and this is a spoiler as well is the scene where Aelin and Dorian are kind yeah. of closing the gate and Aelin we realizes talk about this a lot. That- I think I'm not going with what you're talking about. Oh. But Aelin realizes that only, like, one of them is necessary. Mm -hmm. And she pushes Dorian back through the gate. Because I think that says a lot about- there's the cat again. (laughs) (laughs) I think it just says a lot about Aelin's character development. Yeah. To be willing to sacrifice herself for Dorian. Yeah. And, like, I know you don't like, like, a self-sacrificing heroine as much.
0: I think that's different, though.
1: Right. And, like- oh my (laughs) oh my i think it's just i like i said i think it's a lot of character development for Mm -hmm. and i think that it just shows how much she cares about her which i think as badass as she is like deep down one of her best traits is the amount that she cares about the people she loves yeah and i think in the book i would not
0: describe her as self-sacrificing but she is so selfless that she's willing to put i mean that's literally the end of empire of storm she yeah Turns herself over essentially for the good of the rest of the group and for the good of her entire kingdom, and I right. think that speaks to her. And the example with Dorian is just like that final reminder
1: of how much, and knowing that she like at that time she thought she was going to lose her life, like, yeah, she would never be able to go back to Rowan or her friends or her mm-hmm. family, like. But it was so worth it for her to save her kingdom and to save the people she loved. Yeah, yeah, that she just got Dorian out.
0: Yeah. Okay, what is, oh, kitten, what book are you looking most for to reading?
1: Um, or, or that's going to come out come by out, the end yeah. of
0: 2022.
1: The second X-Hex book. Oh, look, we're back at the X-Hex. Wow, How did we get here? Just like you planned. <laughs> weird. It's like I wrote it out. Hmm. It's called The Kiss Curse. Um, That's a lot harder to say out loud. The Kiss Curse. The yeah. Kiss Curse. Um, it's coming out September twentieth <laughs> of this year. That's soon. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's about um, I don't really want to call like Gwen a side character, but she kind of is. She's a side, a supporting character. Yeah, it's about yeah. two of the supporting characters. Um, Gwyn Jones, who's the main character, Vivie's cousin. Cousin, yeah. And then Wells Penhalo, who is Reese's older brother. brother. Yeah, is he the oldest? Yeah, he's the one that lives in Wales. Yeah. Um, and basically he comes to Graves Glen where Gwen and Reese and Vivi all live mm-hmm. to just kind of like get out of Wales. And he opens a shop that's kind of like a rival to the shop that Gwen mm-hmm. and her family own and they're gonna fall in love. I can already tell you. It is a romance novel, so yeah. do you wanna talk about your one qualm? Yeah, my one qualm with it is that in the first in the X Hex, Gwen is dating a woman. Mm-hmm and like very unambiguous. yeah no like straight up it's dating a woman and I'm not trying to say like anything about like bisexual characters like I think they're important to Mm -hmm. have as well but it just kind of feels like a cop-out to me Mm -hmm. to have Gwen like be in a relationship with a woman for like most of the first book but then her find her happily ever after with a man and like a very like yeah. Typical expected enemies male lovers, female yeah. relationship, but don't come for enemies to lovers like well, that. Sorry, sorry, I she could enemies to lovers with a woman, and I'd be just as happy. I know, I know, I know, but yeah, so I'm just hoping that the author does it just does like Gwen right. justice as a bisexual character or explains,
0: yeah, what happens a little bit more
1: because I just like. I really would have liked to just see the, the representation of Gwen getting her happy ending with a woman. Yeah. What book are you looking forward to this year? Did I this year?
0: am really looking forward to Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail, mm-hmm. which is a follow-up book to Delilah Green Doesn't Care. And Astrid is Delilah's stepsister. Oh. And the first book is all about Delilah's wedding. Or not Astrid's wedding. Astrid's wedding. Um, and Astrid... So... Dolly Green Doesn't Care is a sapphic romance novel. Yeah. Um. But Astrid in the first book is she's getting married to a man and some things fall through, you know, weddings off. And she ends up, this second book is about her falling in love with a woman. So it's kind of the opposite of what we were just yeah. talking about. But I loved that book. I don't, Astrid is kind of a complicated character in the first book. But in the end, you learn a lot about her, which I think sets up this next book really well because she wasn't really my favorite. <sighs> going like halfway through the book or even like 75% of the way through but then a lot of conflict happens and you learn a lot about her Mm -hmm. and so I think it sets up a good character development point for her. Um, The second Atlas 6 book also comes out in October so.
1: And Love on the Brain comes out, what, at the end of August? Yeah,
0: Very excited about that. Are you? Yeah. You don't really like the Seminus novellas.
1: No, but I'm I have a lot more hope for her writing like a full length like, because I really liked the love hypothesis. You did. You and did. so I'm hoping that maybe maybe I just don't like short stories or maybe short stories aren't also, suited to her writing style. I don't know. I don't know. think an enemies to lovers
0: short story is a really plausible thing.
1: No, because part of enemies to lovers is the slow burn. Yeah. You can't go from enemies to lovers to in or enemies in to in, In love, love the next day. Yeah. No, I agree. I you agree. fuck. I'm fine with that. We'll get Cassian and Nesta. Yeah. It worked out great for them. Oh, did it? When we stop recording, remind me to tell you about the things on TikTok. I can't tell you podcast people. <laughs> You're going to have to find them out for yourselves. Oh.
0: a bad place i gotta do i do a lingo where did it come from cotton eye joe who owns the internet is the illuminati even real i think this episode episode's <laughs> going to be very chaotic